Welcome to my podcast. I'm the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. You are complicated. Everything seems to have been figured out, except how to live a happy life guided by wisdom and reason. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Who am I before I was told who I am? Why haven't I found myself yet? Why do I have regrets? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, we've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. We grow to fear that we will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if we think for ourselves and question the rules and roles that we've been told define us. Only when wisdom and reason removes this illusion can we live authentically in the world around us and become our real selves. Episode 1 Do you have regrets in life, in your life, do you know what it's like to lie in bed awake at night, haunted by all of your past mistakes? People have a strong, even obsessive attachment to their past. We cling not only to our memories of the good times, but especially to our memories of the bad times. We have a deep fear that if we should somehow forget our regrets, then we will forget some cornerstone of who we ought to be and something important about us will die. We behave as if our past is as real as the present and even more important. We can't regret our future because we can change it. We can't change our past, but we can regret it. Regrets. You fell in love with the wrong woman. You trusted the wrong friend. You turned down the perfect job. You had a child because your mother told you it would patch things up between you and your ex-husband. You broke promises you should have kept and kept promises that should never have been made. You built bridges where you should have built walls. You made enemies where you might have found friends. You said yes when you should have said no and know when you should have been silent. You made the right decisions to get to the wrong place. And now you're at the end of a dead end street filled with deep and painful regrets for wrongdoing. But there is a way out. There is a way to live without regret, to regret nothing, and to stop punishing yourself with cruel imaginings of what could have been what would have been, and what should have been. Close your eyes. Imagine yourself walking into the future. What do you look like? You are facing the future with your back to the past. Kierkegaard said, we live life looking forward, but we only understand it looking backward. And when you look back in your memories to where you began, and know the past again for the first time. What then do you learn? 
you learn that just as grass becomes milk, yesterday's blessings have become today's curses, and yesterday's curses have become today's blessings. You regret doing something you shouldn't have. Yesterday it was the right thing to do, but today it's wrong. And you regret not doing something you should have. Yesterday it was wrong, but today it is right. Every divorce begins the same way. You are the best thing that ever happened to me. And every marriage ends the same way. You are the worst thing that ever happened to me. You have regrets only because you assume unthinkingly and unreflectingly that you could have acted differently given the same circumstances and given the same situation. You said yes, but you could have said no. You said no, but you could have said yes. Think about this. If you could not have behaved any differently than you did, if your actions were a matter of coercion and compulsion, if you had no choice in the matter, then regret makes no sense. Let's conduct a thought experiment. Open your brain. You will prove to yourself that regret is an illusion. I want you to recall the most recent Hollywood movie you've seen. Why did you choose to see that particular film? Think of five good reasons. You might say, my best friend loved the movie. I like movies with a happy ending. Rotten Tomatoes awarded the movie a 98% freshness rating. The star of the movie is my favorite actor. And it was snowing. And the movie was playing at a theater right across the street from my apartment. Good. Now, for each one of those five reasons, give me five reasons. You might say, the star of the movie is my favorite actor because... He's French. He won an Oscar. He looks like my boyfriend. He campaigned for Biden. And he starred in The Godfather. If you do the same for the other four reasons, then we now have 30 reasons to explain why you chose to see that particular film. Five reasons plus another 25 reasons. But we're not finished. Let's proceed. For each of these 25 reasons, please give me five more reasons. When you're done, give me five reasons for each one of those 125 reasons. And when you've finished, give me five reasons for each one of those 625 reasons. And then I want you to give me five reasons for each one of those 3,125 reasons. We can go on forever. There's no practical or logical reason why you can't continue until you have a million reasons or 10 million reasons or a hundred million reasons that explain why you chose to see that particular movie rather than a different one. So what's the meaning of this? Ask yourself, how likely is it given all of these millions of reasons that you could have chosen to see a different movie. Think about it. 
Did you really have a choice? Or are you like a person who puts her keys in her pocket, forgets them, and then imagines them to be lost? You look for them here, there, everywhere. And then you become angry and frustrated when you can't find them. You reach into your pocket and there they are. You were miserable and now you're happy. But your keys were neither lost nor found. You feel hot, you feel cold, you feel hungry, you feel afraid. You feel you had a choice and you feel that you could have behaved differently. You're like an infant that sits in the passenger seat of an automobile, turning a toy steering wheel. You feel like you're in control of the car. You feel like you're running the show, but you're not. Your most painful regret, what is it? You married the wrong man or the wrong woman. Do you really think you could have chosen not to? Think about all of the inner drives and inner needs and inner motivations and inner fears and inner desires blooming and buzzing in your mind at that moment in time. Think about all of the parental expectations and peer pressures and social constraints and cultural mythologies about marriage at that moment in time. Think about all of the social and psychological forces that pushed, influenced, coerced, and compelled you, just like Molly Bloom in Ulysses. And yes, I said yes, I will. Yes, given the kind of person you were and the kind of situation it was, do you really believe you could have chosen to say no? You didn't really have a choice, did you? Every act of behavior, every feeling and emotion, and every thought and idea cannot be anything else. That's a hard truth. You may feel that you've lost your freedom. All you've lost is the illusion of freedom. You regret losing the road not taken, the road you believe you could have chosen. You were happy then, and now you're miserable. But the road not taken by is just like the lost keys in your pocket. It is neither lost nor found. Your regrets are about losing what was never yours in the first place. Isn't it time for you to be kind to yourself? Hawthorne wrote an interesting tale of a poor 20-year-old boy named David Swan. As he walks a long distance to the city of Boston, David grows fatigued and falls sound asleep under a shady tree. An elderly merchant and his wife wander by. The old merchant had lost his only son and had no heir to his great wealth. Hawthorne tells us that David Swan would have become his heir and would have lived an affluent life if only he had awakened. David Swan then catches the eye of a lovely young girl. He's so handsome, she said. David Swan would have loved her with a perfect love, and she would have received him into the depths of her heart. But again, David Swan did not awaken. Two villains approached the sleeping youth to rob him, and should he awaken, to kill him. But as the shadow of death hung over him, 
David Swan slept. David Swan was almost touched by wealth, love, and death. And yet, David Swan has no regrets. For if there is no choice, then there is nothing to regret. Regret is aspiration. It is nothing more. Would you like to know what is best about the past? It already happened. It doesn't exist. Even your memories of the past only exist in the present. Even your regrets only exist in the present. And there is no reason not to believe that the whole universe was created 10 minutes ago, complete with all of our memories of the past. There is no reason to believe that this did not happen. It is impregnable to disproof. Can you put your foot in the river in the same place twice? What then is regret? It is pushing backward against the river, hopelessly, rather than flowing forward with it. Be here now. Accept everything that happens to you with resignation and equanimity. Regret nothing. Your life, your future, your whole world is unfolding just as it should. Fear not. Your favorite ice cream will taste just as sweet, even if it couldn't taste any differently than it does. Your past is not a problem to be solved with a right or wrong answer. Make the best of everything. Don't regret what happens. Don't regret what didn't happen. Just smile because you have the power to make today the best day of your life. And nothing, not wealth, not power, not fame, not pleasure, nothing, said Goethe, is more valuable than today. If you live looking backward, as Kierkegaard said, you will always be bumping into things. So be gentle with yourself. Learn to be your own best friend. Accept your choices in life, in your life, as immutable and unchangeable. And strive to be happy. We figured out everything else. Isn't it time we figured out how to live? Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I've devoted my professional life to the intersection of sociology and philosophy, where the contemporary problems of life meet the ideas and convictions of the greatest human minds. Join me by subscribing to The Laughing Philosopher as we use reason and wisdom to explore big answers to the most important of all big questions, how to live.